0: Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson.
1: Welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast. Today, we are going to talk about backyard coasters. And I can't think of a closer backyard coaster than Justin, because you're just two houses away, Justin. Yeah, I'm right next door. I'm just trying to think back. When did you start building that coaster? I built back probably about mm, eight years ago. I was thinking, so it's actually, to paint a picture for everybody on the podcast, it's actually basically in a tree. So I thought you were just, you know, building a new... Section of the treehouse, and then pretty soon it just turned into a track. So, where in the world did you get the idea to do a backyard coaster?
0: Well, briefly I traveled a lot for work and stuff, so um, I've gone a lot and I told my kids that I would build them something since I was gone all the time. And my son, who's 14 now, said, Dad, I'd like to have a treehouse. I'm like, All right, well, a treehouse doable, you know, not. Not too big a deal, but my daughter that was four at the time was like, Dad, I want a roller coaster. So that sparked the interest of how can I do this and make both kids happy? So I started doing research on building a roller coaster, and, and that's what we came up with. You're like the neighbor that does everything. I
1: think you've welded for me. You've given me advice on renting equipment. Our kids go to school together. So you... Probably have a pretty good background in just kind of doing everything, but man, this seems like a little bit of a stretch. So where did you start researching?
0: I'm researching online and then um, just to get kind of ideas and the rest really came out of just my head. So I do a lot of fabricated then and one-off stuff as, as my daily career. So, you know, the wheels are always turning on, on building things. So, I mean, currently I'm building a elevator for my neighbor to get stuff from the downstairs of the barn to the upstairs. So always building something. So the car itself, did you actually make the car even? Yep. I built the car. So I, I built a uh, a two one-inch tubular frame um, and formed it to get all the angles, of course. And then for each set of wheels, um, I actually use keyboard wheels that have sealed ball bearing. So there's 24 total wheels on the cart. So that's what keeps it you know, keep it on the track because it's got wheel um, around three sides of the track. And then every wheel, every set of wheels turn independently side to side, up and down. That way you, you don't have a bunch of friction from from a dragging. So it's got to basically rotate on all axes. That's crazy. And then uh, what did you see the track was made out of? The track is Schedule 80 PVC. Really? I've
1: ridden in it, but I can't believe that that's that PVC, huh? I never would have guessed that.
0: Is it actually anchored to the tree? Then? Uh, no, the car is, the roller coaster is not anchored to the tree at all. It does have some deck, some anchors going back to the deck for the treehouse, but it actually supported by the four by four um, that are in the ground. How did you,
1: how were you doing the lift mechanism? Because it was a little bit of a manual effort when I was there. So how did, how did you end up figuring all that out?
0: Well, so basically I built the motor, I used the motor and a gear reduction, you know, and then a jack shaft that run a sprocket that actually came from a combine header, so I used combine header chain and I took several sections of that chain and put it together to make one, one long chain. That header chain, it got timed on it. So underneath the cart, I made a, a flap that folded down. And it's down most of the time but then when it comes up to one of those tines it flips up until it gets just past it and it drops down and that's what latches the car to it it'll go continuously now with you know somebody on it they can just go and then it's got a handbrake at the top so if you have somebody at the top they can pull a handbrake and the cart rolls up to the brake and stopped well it's definitely popular at your 42 July parties yeah i don't know how many kids have been around it but been found. Yeah, definitely. I even had some people from Japan that were here to work for CAT, and somebody told them about it, stopped, and, and rode it one day. They had a great time riding it. I'm sure that when they went back, nobody could believe them that they rode a roller coaster in the backyard.
1: Yeah, it's definitely
0: definitely unusual. And we we never even talked about
1: roller coasters or theme parks or anything until you started building it. So I, w- I was pretty surprised when it started going up. I didn't realize that your daughter was... The inspiration.
0: Yep, she was the mastermind. When I got it built, she thought that it needed to have a loop-de-loop in it, then I
1: wouldn't put it past you. But it's it's good for all ages, let's just say that. Yep. It sure made me smile. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes it's like one of those things that you don't see very often. And from us coaster nerds, we count coaster credits, so you have actually given out coaster credits in the thousands. So that's definitely something to yeah.
0: If anybody wants to see it it's on YouTube under Palm Tree House Roller Coaster. All
1: right. Well, I will get a link to that YouTube video and I will make sure it's in the show notes. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yep. Jessica, have you ever ridden a backyard coaster?
2: No. I mean, is that a thing that a lot of people have done? Is this like some country thing and I'm the city mouse here? What, what is this? I, I would say
1: the likelihood of somebody in your neighborhood having a coaster is probably low. But uh, <laughs> here, here in the Midwest, I mean, we all got like acres for lot sizes, so we have more opportunity. So I think the more famous homemade or home backyard coaster was that Blue Flash. I don't know why. It's a guy in Indiana that got all this publicity and it kind of went viral but well, uh, I've
2: seen a lot of videos. I've definitely seen TikToks and videos on YouTube of people who have built these backyard coasters, but I didn't know that it was common. And so you're saying one is called Blue Flash? They even named it.
1: Yes, the guy even named it. You can definitely, if you Google Blue Flash Indiana coaster backyard, a guy that made one that actually goes. It has an inversion. That's. I think that's what? why it's fam- it's famous because it goes upside okay. down. Okay,
2: wow, that's crazy. I definitely need to look that up. So now here's my question for you, John. Does this count as a credit if you run a backyard coaster?
1: I think it probably depends on how you count credits. I would say it's definitely a coaster. It definitely is actually built into a treehouse and it's really fun. It's got just one drop, one little airtime bunny hop, and then a tight turn around around the tree. So there's not a lot to it, but I don't actually count in my coaster count, but I could see easily doing it. That's
2: amazing. And PVC pipe, huh?
1: Yeah. So in the interview, he he tells me that and and he says uh, schedule 80 PVC pipe, but I didn't even know what that was. So after the interview, I actually had to Google it. So they make this underground high pressure. It's a real thick to supply lines to houses, but he used that. I really thought it was steel because he's welded for me before, which is really weird. So I, I really thought oh. it was steel. So I'm I'm actually surprised. Okay. I'm going to have to take yes. a look at it that, again.
2: That seems unbelievable. So we're going to need you to go and check that out. Maybe get some photos.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I will put a link to the video in the show notes. And I didn't realize that his daughter asked him to build that. So that was kind Aww. of a cool thing that I uncovered. But his is def- definitely concreted in the ground. Big 4 by 4 posts. Big, looks like, you know, mine train kind of coaster. But Ben... Benz, I, I hear, is is not that way.
2: Yes. Now we are going to hear from Ben Densmore. Bryant Yeager interviewed him just recently. So let's throw it over to Bryant.
3: Hello, everyone. This is Bryant with the uh, Ace South Central region, and we are here on the official podcast of the American Coaster Enthusiast Ride With Us And uh, this is actually the first interview I've done for the podcast. I'm very excited today because we have one of our own here on the podcast, Ben Densmore. And Ben is uh, not only a coaster enthusiast, but he has built his own backyard roller coaster creation. We're going to talk to him today about that. But uh, one of the things I want to say is I... I am not the most fluent with the backyard roller coasters, but all of the stuff that Ben has sent me on this thing, it looks very intricate and well thought out. And I think it's the only wooden backyard coaster I've seen. I'm not saying it's the only one, but it's the only one I've seen. So I'm very intrigued to talk to Ben about this. I want to start at the top, Ben. You know, as a coaster enthusiast, there's typically one instance or experience that makes everything click Uh, with the love and passion for roller coasters. Can you think uh, back to what that was for you?
4: Well, ever since I was a a young child, um, I always enjoyed watching roller coasters. Just the mechanics behind them, the noises they made, and the look of them. And then uh, the first roller coaster experience I had on a full-size coaster was the racer at Kings Island instantly going down the first drop my hands were up and i was like in love with the experience i was really nervous and apprehensive about getting on it and i rode it with my father it was like back in 1993 i was pretty young
3: i was actually terrified of roller coasters for a long time so it's interesting to hear someone i mean obviously there's the nerves because you're going up the lift hill it's it's clicking there's all that anticipation but um, you know, for me, it took me a long time to muster up the courage to actually get on like a full size roller coaster. I mean, yeah. I, I was, I was a teenager before I ever got to that level. So,
4: <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I stuck with the kiddie coasters for a while. Like I was never too short to ride coasters. I wanted to get on. Yeah. I was pretty tall too. So it was, I wasn't one of those kids like riding millennium force when I'm five, but
3: yeah, but, uh, uh, me neither. <laughs> uh, so, so when was when was your first Ace event?
4: I just looked that up. It was uh, August fifth in uh, two thousand twelve, and it was a tour of the Gravity Group's facilities. It sounded intriguing, and at that point, I I was in a few other online coaster clubs before that, but never really involved in the communities. So, And I saw uh, on social media that they were hosting a tour for ACE. And I knew several people who were in ACE who always said I should join. And so I I signed up and I went and I met a bunch of people and it was a great time.
3: And now you've got lots of friends who love the same things, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I, I love the, uh, the behind the scenes tours. That would that would be an interesting first ace event, not a yeah, uh, full-on it, roller coaster event. Yeah, I didn't get event. to ride
4: anything, but right. it's just more it was like, you know, yeah, getting a you know, backstage tour at an amusement park. And then after that I started going to tons of ace events. I really like like why I always like going to the big, like park hosted events and the large ones, then I, I found Ace had all these smaller ones at smaller regional parks and even FECs. And I really liked that about Ace, where I was more comfortable. You know, you you not have as many people, so you could really talk and get to know people.
3: Yeah, I love I love that the smaller parks get a lot of love from Ace. It, those are some yeah. of my favorite events as well. You know, Ben, I think I think probably a lot of people haven't seen what you've been up to, but like I said before, I looked at it, and yeah. to me, I mean, it, it's it kind of looks like a wooden coaster that you would see at a park in a way, obviously a a smaller version, but a lot of the the track elements look similar, you know, things like that. Um, So what kind of background do you have that prepared you to build this thing?
4: Well, actually I didn't have too much of a background. I mean, when I was younger, I got a degree in physics and then I went to school for some engineering engineering. But uh, I never really utilized that. I ended up working in food service a long time, and eventually I was like, you know, I love coasters. I really want to get into building them, so maybe I'll build one in my backyard to pad my resume. <laughs> and, and so I had some knowledge like of basic like you know, statics, dynamics, and I, I had a pretty good grasp on physics. So I was able to be like figure out ways I I could do it safely and, you know, bear the loads that would be applied to the track and through some basic calculations. I probably over-engineered aspects of it. So I, I really didn't have an idea of what I was doing and it was very experimental and tricky, but I learned a lot through the whole process. Like just going to Home Depot and talking to random contractors, picking up supplies and being like, what sort of adhesive should I use to get this plastic to grip to this wood and stuff? And people were friendly and would give me advice. Not that they were roller coaster builders, you know, they're probably building decks or...
3: Sure, yeah, so, I mean, a little, maybe a little bit of a background, but super self-taught and kind of self-discovered, which makes this even more wild to me, (laughs) just looking at the thing. You sent me a rendering of this, which means, you know, you really thought it out and designed it. Mm what was your process of of coming up with the the track design? And I'm also kind of curious, just looking at the car, what was the process of also designing the car uh, on top of that? And then uh, to kind of add on to that, what made you put it inside? It's basically like a greenhouse structure for people who haven't seen any of the pictures.
4: Well, it kind of started with that, with the greenhouse structure. When I wanted to build a coaster in my backyard, I was worried about like if i needed a permit in my city because i i knew some neighbors got in trouble for building uh decks in their backyard without permits but then i noticed a lot of people in my town had greenhouses in their backyard so i messaged uh somebody on my city council who had a greenhouse in his backyard and was like so what type of greenhouses are you allowed to build in your backyard and he was basically like, it has to be under 200 square feet and a temporary structure. So I kind of went from there. And it also was nice because, you know, it kept it kind of private where it was kind of mysterious where people didn't quite know what I was doing. My immediate neighbors knew I was building a roller coaster in there. I don't think some of them quite understood how like robust it was going to be i think i have a three-year-old son i think they thought it was going to be much more small scale designed mm. for him and not necessarily designed for someone my size so that the the greenhouse structure was nice too and it helped with uh like i could keep all my tools in there when i wasn't working on it and lock it up and not have to worry about you know people like neighborhood kids trying to climb on the structure or you know Keeping like the rain off stuff, you know, protecting it from the elements. But that was a challenge though. And I liked that. I liked applying creative constraints to it. So I was like, okay, it's only going to be in this 200, it's actually 189 square feet, the area it sits on. Um, I knew it was going to have very tight turns. And uh, because I fit about 100 feet of track into there. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with a way for a car to do, like, three-foot turn radiuses. So a lot of my coaster is pretty unique. I haven't seen other ones like it. And I decided to use ball casters instead of wheels because they they turn freely in any direction. And so they could kind of self-steer through the corners. I didn't know if it would work. I mean, I I was pretty sure it would work. Yeah, and uh, I kind of just went from there, and I I modeled my car to kind of look like an old Philadelphia toboggan coaster car, and because uh, I wanted to have the look of maybe an old compact twister roller coaster, which I, I love old wooden roller coasters, and then also I was originally intending to use steel as a track topper like most coasters, but I knew that would be very hard to work with and bend and cut. And so then I got the idea to use plastic. And uh, this is actually where working in food service helped. At the restaurant I worked at, at one point, we needed to cut a bunch of cutting boards for various countertops and we used HDPE which is a type of plastic. It's a high density polyurethane. And I remember working with it being like, this is pretty easy to cut and it's very strong and it's very smooth. And I was like, this worked great instead of steel. The only problem was when I went to go to buy that, it's quite expensive. Mm. But uh, luckily I found, um, and this is good advice for anyone planning to build a backyard coaster, is uh use craigslist and facebook marketplace i found a lot of materials on there for very cheap and i was able to basically buy the sheets of plastic i needed at like one tenth the cost of what i would have paid had i gone through a plastic distributor
3: how well does does that hold up as you cycle the ride so i didn't
4: i had no idea how it was gonna hold up you know um It was interesting. And the the ball casters I have on it right now are also plastic. I wanted those to be softer because I I thought if I use steel ones with steel balls in them, they might chew up the plastic more. Mm -hmm. So far, I've cycled the ride probably a thousand times. And it's holding up pretty well. You know, the stuff's pretty strong. And um, I'm impressed with it. And I'm actually thinking about switching the ball casters to steel now to give it a little more speed.
3: I'm going to have to circle back with you on that if you actually do that, because I'm very curious about kind of the inner workings of just kind of how you came up with with using that instead of what would be considered kind of standard. So I kind of know a little bit about this, but uh, what work opportunities uh, has building this backyard roller coaster created for you? And on top of that, kind of where do you want to see yourself go uh, uh, beyond that?
4: It worked out pretty nicely near the end of me completing my coaster, which is called the Whipper Dipper, by the way. I don't know if I've stated that.
3: It's very nice. <laughs>
4: I came up with. I I saw a job posting for that the Gravity group, the Gravity Craft specifically posted online needing a assemblers and technicians so I I immediately contacted them and I've already had shown a few of the owners my coaster several months prior and um not in person but just images and stuff and I got hired because I mean they saw that I was very passionate about it and serious and um I mean I, I don't know if it truly helped me, but I, I feel like it did. Uh, and so now I'm doing that and it, I'm, you know, building real wooden coaster track. And <laughs> it, it's, um, it's strange, it's kind of similar, but it's in a climate controlled environment. And it's, it's a lot of fun and it's like my dream job. And I'm not sure where I'm gonna go from here, but um, it's exciting.
3: I'm a little curious, what does a day to day, you know, what does the day to day look like for you? Cause I, I imagine it's not the same every single day, depending on, on what project y'all have going on.
4: Yeah, not at all. It is interesting. Like I always heard, and like I used to listen to different interviews with people who were employed at gravity group or worked there in the past, or even other roller coaster companies. And they've always said how everyone has to wear multiple hats. And it, and that's definitely true. Like everyone, you got to be able to do so many different tasks and it's amazing how it's a very small company. The owners will sometimes have like lifting straps on and just be moving boxes around. You know, you got to get, everyone has to get down and dirty sometimes and you're, you're doing all sorts of things. It's pretty amazing.
3: You you kind of talked about this a little bit where obviously you were being really clever when you decided to build This, the the whipper dipper inside of a greenhouse. How has your family and your neighbors reacted to you having a roller coaster in the backyard?
4: So, I was trying, when I was building it, I tried to be respectful with like sound with my neighbors. Like, I wouldn't be out there sawing and hammering at like 2 a.m. Work at 2 a.m. sometimes at night. But I'd always, like, you know, do quiet things then. And uh, so I feel like not once did any of my neighbors complain about me being too noisy. And with it, I was had it pretty self-contained all in that greenhouse. So I didn't have, like, you know, random pieces of lumber all over my yard. Kept it, tried to keep it as neat, as neat and tidy as I could. And um, my wife, well, she's pretty amazing and somehow is fine with it. So that's great. And she knew, I mean, she's always known that I love wooden coasters and roller coasters in general. She wasn't initially a coaster enthusiast, but through being married to me and us going on many park trips, she's become quite one herself. So she was pretty excited about it. And my son, who was three, he's also has enjoyed seeing the process. Like he goes out there, works with his little plastic drills, pretends like he's doing stuff. And it's it's pretty fun. And I mean, I think some people think I'm crazy, but it's okay.
3: Uh, Well, I mean, I think we're all a little bit crazy, right? (laughs) You know, you talked about... uh, Maybe trying some steel on this thing and, and and doing some upgrades to get it to run faster. Are there any other upgrades you've thought of? Uh, have you thought of maybe even building a second one, or are you pretty content with where you're at right now?
4: I actually, what I might end up moving this one soon because when I built it too, I knew if I was going to be successful and end up getting a job in the industry, I probably wouldn't be staying at the town I was in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of built it to be portable. It's all built on a wooden slab. There's no like fixed foundations into the ground. So I could theoretically throw it on a flatbed and, you know, take it across state, which I'm definitely considering doing. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, it'll be like when Kenobles moved the Phoenix kind of, but on a smaller scale. I won't yeah. have to it. but uh i dev i definitely might do some upgrades then like i never motorized the lift right now the lift is just a hand cranked winch which i kind of like it it has character to it but i do want to get an electric winch so that'd be one big upgrade i'd do so i could actually ride up the lift hill where right now i crank it to the top run up the side, hop in the car, and then ride it down. And then um, there's a few transitions I think I'd want to redo. So it'd be more enjoyable to people who don't like as intensive roller coasters. Like the way I describe its feel is it's kind of like a mix between a small wooden roller coaster and a bumper car ride. Mm. The entrance, um, it's like a wild mouse kind of. You know, you really get slammed through the turns. And that's been a neat aspect of building it because small adjustments to like the gauge of the track make a huge difference. Like Mm -hmm. it's blown my mind, like just by changing the thickness of the plastic on the sides, like the guide rails by like a quarter of an inch, the car has performed completely differently. So I'm always tweaking it, trying to get it, smoother and maybe like I like it the way it is but I don't know if uh everyone would but I I like really intense wooden coasters so you know there's a lot of ideas I have for maybe putting an inversion on it no
3: no sometimes sometimes that doesn't go super great no no I'll back you on it if you want to try it (laughs) so we you've kind of described the uh your roller coaster, how tall is it? And have you been able to gauge how fast it goes?
4: The highest point where like the track surface off the ground is just over eight feet, which isn't that high. And the max speed is probably only like seven miles per hour. But when you're going through turns that are super tight at that speed, it feels a lot faster. And some of the hill crests are a lot are rather tight so especially the last one after the last turn you get a good like kick of air time and it it feels very out of control but that's i've always admired like the small wooden coasters that pack a lot of punch and like take people by surprise
3: yeah they're uh, small family wooden coasters are very deceiving and i mean that in the best way possible but uh Yeah, some of my favorite roller coasters in the country are, you know, meant for people much younger than me. (laughs) Me too. It's been really fun talking to you. Is there a way for podcast listeners and other acers to kind of keep up with with what you've got going on? Do you document uh, your process at all?
4: So, so far, I've only uploaded photos to like Facebook and stuff. I might make a like a Facebook page for it and then also a YouTube channel, which I'd probably be launching in around January. And it'd be whipper dipper.
3: I would love to see your process as you kind of navigate how to refine the creation because it's already, you know, it's it's kind of hard to describe on the podcast, but it's a very well thought out structure and you know the renderings and and stuff that you show me i mean i would i would love to kind of get into your mind and and see kind of your day-to-day as you work on it yeah well ben it's it's been great talking to you and it's been great meeting another fellow ace member hopefully we run into each other at some point at some event if you're ever in our region make sure you uh Mm -hmm. Shout out, we can go ride Switchback, which is uh, one of the two Gravity Group coasters here in Texas, or Boardwalk Bullet. It's okay. We can do either one. Thank you so much for for jumping on the podcast. No problem, It was was great to talk to you. You too. Thank you.
1: I am picturing right now Ben at Home Depot. He's got a piece of plastic in one hand, a piece of wood in the other, and he looks over at a nice construction guy that's probably there. It says, excuse me, sir what would I use to glue this plastic onto this piece of wood? And so yeah. I just, I just can't imagine. And, and I got to give him credit. Who would have, who would have funked a cool hardware store and just ask around and try to get some advice right there on the spot. So yeah. I was pretty oh. impressed.
2: You got to start somewhere, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it was also a great idea to uh, do that since he found out it had to be a somewhat temporary structure. I doubt that the coaster is technically portable, but temporary, and then did the greenhouse so that it protect all his tools and wouldn't bother the neighbors and all that stuff. That's, that's pretty ingenious idea, also.
2: But I just have to say, I'd love t- for him to someday like sell his house and also like include the coaster. Like you check it out on Zillow, and
1: that's right. You're flipping through the picture. <laughs> you're like, wait a second, <laughs> and it has a greenhouse with no plants, What a coaster.
2: But inside, you know, it's one of those funny Zillow, found on Zillow posts. <laughs> like,
1: what is this? They'll go viral. No, he, he said he's going to take it with him when he moves.
2: Wow. Good for him. I, I love it. I,
1: I don't know. Do you call the moving company and say, oh, and by the way, I've kind of <laughs> got this big structure that needs a semi, its own semi-truck. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's probably an extra charge for that. but
1: <laughs> So the... A job at a food service type place would lean him to or give him the idea to use a cutting board. And I and who knew you could buy big cutting boards? Just yeah. thinking you'd get this huge cutting board and then like, you know, cut it on a circular saw or something. I don't know. Just the whole the whole thing just is mind-boggling to me. So
2: I love it. And I loved that he followed his heart and was doing what he loved and ended up getting a job out of it. I mean, that's the dream, right?
1: yeah how many stories you hear all these people that started small one thing led to this and then another led to that and then who, who would have thought now, now he works in the prefab uh section and gravity group so that's pretty amazing
2: i think that that's so cool so we need to ask all of you listeners have you ever written a backyard coaster and if you and have, do you
1: count it as a coaster credit do
2: you count it as a coaster credit uh, what was it made out of? We want to know all of the things. And did it have a name? We need to know all of all of the things. So if you have, please reach out to us, podcast at aceonline.org. With that or with any questions, comments, thoughts that you have, we want to hear it. And hey, everybody, thanks for listening.
0: Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information and we will see you at the parks.